can't, my, I, I can't imagine, I don't remember life before an iPhone, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Cecilia Harvey of Walking Red. Joe was introduced to Cecilia through Paula Gardner, the podcast guest from show number two who keeps on giving. Thanks again, Paula. With over 20 years on Wall Street and one of the small number of women in leadership within financial tech today, Cecilia is an advocate for not only women in fintech but also for women aspiring to leadership anywhere. Graduating from the prestigious Wellesley College which counts Hillary Clinton as one of its alumni, Cecilia was led to Wall Street by a chance Careers Day visit to Wall Street that her friend persuaded her to join. Once there, Cecilia was captivated by the energy and knew a career in finance was for her. 20 years later, she is now a tech startup founder, a senior woman working in fintech and a champion of diversity in technology. Her previous roles include being the COO of, of Citigroup Markets and Security Service Technology and position with Morgan Stanley, Barclays Capital and IBM Consulting. Cecilia's experience as an African-American woman within the financial markets has inspired her to become an advocate for not only women in fintech, but also diversity and equality of opportunities. Past projects include developing female talent for Citigroup as well as implementing a worldwide female empowerment programme. Cecilia is now working on this tech world where she investigates how technology can help all of us lead more productive and fulfilled lives as well as looking into how technology can empower small and medium businesses and help them compete. She also heads up Tech Women Today, a platform to showcase women in technology and a resource for women who want to be leaders and increase their influence in the workplace. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Cecilia Harvey of Walking Red. Hi, Cecilia. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks so much. Great to be here. It's great to to have you uh, to have the conversation and to, to have um, a, a different accent again. But last time I had uh, somebody with a across the pond type accent, they actually were over there. But you're not, are you? Where are you? <laughs> no, I am based in wonderful London. Uh, but yes, you've, you've caught on correctly. I'm originally from New York. Love. I feel like a Londoner now. Yeah, I'm total London now, even though I don't quite have the accent there yet all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I bet all the people in uh, New York reckon you do sound very English, don't they? <laughs> oh, they think I'm born. I get back and they're like, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So tell us a bit about what you do and where you do it. Great. So I am the founder and managing partner of Walking Red. So Walking Red, we provide mobile beauty, fitness, and wellness services. So we come to your office, we come to your home, we come to your event. Uh, what we're really trying to do is build a digital marketing marketplace where we bring together these 
incredibly talented service providers. I call them artists because I think what they do is just an, an art form, many of them. And we connect them with clients via our platform. Uh, I'm also the founder and chair of Tech Women Today, which is a global networking forum that seeks to advance women in technology across various sectors. So from art to fashion to finance to healthcare, technology is a key part of all of these different industries. And we really look to advance and, and inspire women working in the technology sector across all these different industries. Um, I've also nearly worked almost 20 years in financial services and technology. And working in these industries, you're, you're going to have to be pretty effective. Uh, if you're going to be effective in what you're doing in advancing career, you have to be focused on productivity and your well-being. And over the years, I've definitely offered my advice to people on how they can be more productive and, and really manage their career progression in a positive way. So as Oprah says, you really need to turn your wounds into wisdom. So I like to really share a lot of the lessons that I've learned over the years with people. Lovely. And that just sounds like a really eclectic background, which is um, the, the posh word I used to describe mine. <laughs> when, when so, many, so many different uh, different things that don't always seem like they, they fit together. So tell us why you do what you do, because that, you know, that background and what you're now doing, there is, as you've said, a thread that runs through it, but not something that would automatically come to everybody. So there's a bit of creativity that in there. So tell us a bit more about why you do what you do. That's true. There's definitely a technology component that that definitely spans across all the different things that I've done. I'm so passionate about technology. I love how it it makes people more productive. I love how it's it's quite innovative. I love how it's helping to improve people's lives and helping them to be the best that they can in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, so I'm quite passionate about any sort of initiative that focuses on tech, particularly with, with Walking Red. Um, I've, I've always wanted to do something where I was passionate about it. And, and the roles that I've most excelled at are ones where I was engaged. I felt like I was being developed. I felt like I was really living out my passion. And I love doing Walking Red because all of these different artists, whether it be hair, makeup, nails, they are so focused and passionate about what they do. And I can't think of a better thing than working and having a career doing something that you're passionate about. So I'd say those are really the two themes that align what I've done over the years is one being in areas where I'm quite passionate about it. And, and two, there's definitely a technology thread that aligns everything. Mm. And how did you go from financial services into providing a service to people and organizations, not necessarily in financial services? Yeah, it, well, it, it doesn't seem like a, a logical connection, but it, when you're managing large-scale technology programs, when you're working on very complex technology delivery, you have to be quite in the detail. Uh, you also have to be somebody who's good with working with various teams and, and interacting with people in, in a global way. So when it came to doing a business like Walking Red, one, I definitely needed to have a, a technology background if I was going to work to start this tech initiative. And, and so that background of, of working in technology definitely helped me. And two, just the ability to take a vision and just to sit down, plan it, execute it, and really bring it to fruition. That's something where my background definitely helped. 
and uh, and something where it just continues to allow me to be successful in this endeavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So you've got, as we've already said, sort of quite different things happening. It sounds like it's probably quite a busy, a busy life. How do you prioritize <laughs> what you do? She said, you know, she says playing it down. Quite a busy life. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you prioritize what you do and what you do when and, and how do you keep all those plates spinning it, it definitely gets busy um i i start off my day every day just sort of meditating and i do gratitude lists that sort of just keeps me grounded it sort of sets me at a in, in a mindset where uh i feel calm and i feel like my my mind is the right place to just start start get going um, in terms of how I prioritize, there's a couple of tools I use. I, I definitely have my journal. I recently started using something called the self-journal, which really helps me to sit down, prioritize, think of the big tasks that I need to have done for the day, and manage my time in a way where I'm not wasting time. So that's actually been quite helpful with when you do have so many plates spinning. And also, I always just try and not over... Not, not get in a, in a situation where I feel like I have to get everything done. I used to do that quite early on in my career. And if I get to the point where, you know, I can accomplish sort of, I, I have three big things that I really want to get done in a day. And I focus on doing those three big things, which are really going to help to progress my larger goals of what I want to do. And just staying focused on that and always mapping out what those big three things are that I want to have done, that helps me incredibly stay focused. Mm. Yeah, other people have mentioned that on the podcast. Wendy Keir, I think, was one of them that talked about the three things. So one of the things I sometimes struggle with is I have these sort of big things in my head and I get bogged down in all the small stuff that sort of has mm-hmm. to get done today, knowing what these big three things are or however many I've got. I've probably got 10. I've probably not <laughs> focused enough. Um, but, you know, I, I know what they are. And then, I, you know, if I do do them, they're sort of later in the day um, because I've got all this other stuff that's got in the way. How do you focus how do you make that focus happen how do you keep it on those three things so that those things get done as a priority I do take little breaks in the day I uh that that really helps to sort of break things up and get you to sort of reset the mind another thing that I do is I I'll use my phone the timer on my phone just to sort of box out time so if I know that I'm working on trying to complete an article uh I'll map I'll map out an hour where I'm going to dedicate to that and I'm not so it won't run into three or four hours where I'm working on something and then I don't have enough time to complete other tasks that I need to have done for the day so I try and just box out time and and set specific limits for how much I'm going to spend towards a certain task and that helps me to stay focused and it helps me to just sort of get little bits of things done and, and just sort of chip away at things. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you use your phone for that, for the timer. Have you got other tools and apps that that, uh, that help you to get what you need to get done done? I think my, I, I can't imagine, I don't remember life before an iPhone, no. to tell you the truth. <laughs> before, There's a phone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a slave to Google. I was, but my, my calendar, everything, I set alerts for everything, uh, whether it's just a, a reminder to do my gratitude list, whether it's it, that I have yoga that day. But my calendar, I, I use in a very strategic manner, just almost like a bit of a, a kick in the butt, like, okay, stop doing this, you need to do this. Mm. So, so that definitely helps. I, I set reminders to remind me to call people, call my family. You know, very important things that people just 
sort of lose track of when you're just on that hamster wheel of going with work all the time. But these are very important things that are, that are essential within making sure that you have a holistic life and that you're focused on things that should be a priority, such as family. Mm -hmm. So I think um, using my phone is definitely a, a key tool. It's always attached to my hand, uh, but, but in a good way. I think also you, you've got to put it down a bit also. So I do use the function on my phone where it's a, it's a sleep timer where it tells me, okay, it's time to go to sleep so that you can have a full eight hours at night. And sometimes eight hours doesn't happen. Sometimes it may be five. <laughs> but I think that timer definitely, it does put in place a, a mindset that it, it's time to shut down. It's time to switch off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think um, there's always debate about notifications, isn't there, on, on phones. And it's something that I tend to not have on my phone um, because – Absolutely. As you say, if you've got it in your hand all the time, if there were notifications popping up left, right, and centre, then you've, you know, that's overwhelming, isn't it? So I tend not oh, to have those. Uh, although I was talking to my, my husband, made me laugh the other day. He said something about, uh, was it about? Oh, we were, went to the theatre or something, and he said, "Have you switched your phone off?" And I was a bit like, <laughs> "When have you ever heard my phone ring or beep?" <laughs> and he was like looking at me, and I was like, "We've been married like thirteen years. My phone never rings or beeps." <laughs> have it switched on the sound so you know I, I, I look at it and I look at the things you know missed calls or or if the call comes in I'm looking at it then obviously I do answer it but um but you know I said I never have it on why why do you keep reminding me at the cinema or at the theatre to switch it off I never have it on <laughs> and then he goes well how do you answer the phone then <laughs> oh, I know. funny that he you know Brainly. never noticed before but um so I think that <laughs> Are you quite, it sounds like you're quite strategic in how you use your phone, because I'm the same, I talk about the phone being such an important thing for me, but I also have quite strict rules for myself about when I'm using it or not using it. Absolutely. I mean, I never want to use it when I'm in, in the company of others, especially if I'm out at dinner or something, it's time to put the phone down. Like you said, in terms of notifications, a lot of my notifications, such as on Twitter or, or other social media, it's switched off. I'll yeah. check it when I check it. Because you'll be getting alerts every two seconds, and it'll be just distracting you from perhaps bigger tasks that you need to get done. Yeah. So it's important to make sure that you, you're using the phone in a way where it, it's helping you get through the big things that you need to have done, and it's not serving as a distraction, which it can be. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think I quite often um, remind myself that there used to be times when we didn't have a phone you know so when I, I sort of think to myself oh you know I need to be available in case my daughter needs picking up or you know if there's a problem and I think well years ago we didn't know until they managed to find a phone box <laughs> so, so it's probably not the end of the world if they have to wait it's half true. an hour <laughs> it is true uh, funny. okay so um what about helping you to get things done you obviously have your artists in your in your business do you um have a team do you outsource things do you delegate some of the work that you do um and if you do absolutely. how do you do that <laughs> absolutely and i think you know my, my background in in technology and managing large tech teams and divisions has definitely helped me to understand what i should outsource and what i should keep in-house and a lot of what I do with the with Walking Red, I can outsource. So I use consultants. I I don't necessarily have to do it all myself. So I'll have somebody that does 
my social media. I have people that do my technology development. Uh, I have people that help me with marketing, things like that. There's certain things which are definitely things that I don't need to necessarily have in the office with me close by all the time and it gets done. And that, that's large part of that's the beauty of technology that we have today where we can have these sort of virtual teams, which I think are very helpful. And especially when you're dealing with people in, in different parts of the world, you can use that time advantage that, to your, you can use that time difference to your advantage mm. and, and work for you. So there's technology development being done while I'm asleep. I wake up, I check in, it's done, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like so much is, has gotten done. So I think that you definitely all business owners need to sit down and, and look at, okay, you know, what should I outsource? What should I keep in house? Um, what sort of things can I automate versus having somebody, a, a human person doing it? Uh, what sort of things are going to lead to cost savings and, and the organization being more productive if we do outsource or automate certain functions? And I, I think that should be a key part of everybody's strategy, especially when you think of technology strategy for small business owners. That's going to be an important thing, looking mm. at what you can outsource mm. and, and what you keep in-house. And what tips do you have for, for doing that? Because people quite often are, um, firstly, a bit frightened to hand things over to other people and, and quite, quite often a bit control freakish <laughs> about things. Mm -hmm. um, or perhaps have had, you know, a bad experience where something hasn't quite gone as they've wanted. I, you know, I often speak to people who've tried outsourcing, then they sort of pull it back in because it didn't work for them. What tips have you got for mm -hmm. making it work well? I think that one of the one of the things that I always try and do is look at, okay, one of the key things I do like to keep close to me is any sort of task where it's related to my client service and, and where people are interacting with clients directly. I, I think that's important to, to have an eye on that. Very, I, I like to be very close to that, especially within my business. Client service is, is absolutely key and, and critical to what we do. So that's something that I definitely am more hands-on with. Things such as my social media uh, development, I don't need to be sending tweets all the time, but I can drive the direction and the strategy in which how I want my branding to look, how I want my, my mess, what I want my messaging to be. And as long as I'm giving that guidance and, and that instruction in a very clear manner to whoever is executing the task, it'll get done and it'll get fine. I think you, you have to be careful. Some things you can just sort of completely, uh, it, it's very highly manual sort of task, very routine. That's usually something where it can be completely outsourced. You don't have to pay much attention to it. But for certain, there's certain tasks where it's sort of that middle ground, I call it, where you can have somebody else do it, but you also need to have oversight of it without micromanaging it. And I think things where you still have to give instruction, especially early on when somebody's initially performing the task, such as social media, such as marketing, things that are very much going to be aligned to your strategy and how you reach out to clients and how you engage with, with relationships with partners. I think that those things you want to keep an eye on, but outsource. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I have a, um, a VA who does some administrative work on um, the web for me and um, she had a baby mm -hmm. just before Christmas. And um, I, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to start doing it myself for a few few weeks. And um, I was pleasantly surprised to find that I have an operations manual. 
that's where I get instructions on how to do what I've asked her to do and I asked her to do it like three or four years ago so I I really couldn't quite remember what she was doing and luckily I have it well, written down it's true but and, and outsourcing tasks or, or an automation are, are definitely things that people have to consider if they're going to scale their business and if they're going to be able to handle growth without it impacting clients, without it impacting overall service. Mm. So it, it's something that, and technology is a key way in which people can do that. So it's something that all business owners should definitely look at. It should be part, a key part of strategy. I call it a, a sort of a buy, sell, hold sort of view of, of what you want to outsource and, and what you want to keep in-house. Yeah. But that's something that I think is critical for all business owners. Yes, yeah. So let's move on now to something that's uh, dear to your heart, because this is where your business uh, sits. Um, relaxation for business people. <laughs> Ooh, very tough. Easier said than done. <laughs> so, so what do you do? I, I, I presume now you use your own business services, but, uh, uh, you know, what, yeah. what, what do you actually do to relax, to, to, to give you that energy, to enable you to have that energy to do all that stuff that you're, that you're doing? What do you do? A key thing that I, I do, and I don't always enjoy it while I'm doing it, is I, I work out in the gym. I train. It just keeps me even keeled. People always wonder, oh, my goodness, she's so calm. She's so relaxed. It's because I've just probably been boxing some, uh, some form and beating on something in a gym for 45 minutes before or running or, like, finding some way to just get out all of this energy. So, uh, so that's something that keeps me calm, uh, keeps me in shape. I feel energized. I feel in control. Mm -hmm. And and I just love the feeling afterwards of feeling like, you know what, I've I've really accomplished something physically. I'm I'm getting stronger. I just love that whole thing around training and and being physical in that way. So that's something that's very important for me. Also, I, I have to switch off. I think it's very important. I remember earlier in my career, I would just go nonstop. I would get in the office at 6 a.m. And then I just go straight intense meetings back to back. And then I'd get home, but then I'd log in because New York is on. And then I'd be up until one in the morning. And then I'd get a little bit of sleep back up at five, back in the office. So just on that hamster wheel, and it takes its toll and you're not going to be effective in the long run. So I have to switch off, whether that be, I'm going to go play tennis, I'm going to play some golf, things like that just meet up with friends. I always make sure that I have at least one or two days in the diary where I go out and I just have fun with friends and just catch up with people. Mm. I always make sure that I set some time in the diary where I'll do a FaceTime or talk with some friends over the phone just back in the States if I haven't had a chance to catch up with family because that is what keeps me balanced. So things like that, I make sure that I put a set an alert for and get into my diary so that it, it's because it is a priority and it, it keeps me balanced and it keeps me effective and it, it definitely contributes to my well-being. Yes. Yeah. I really, I love that. You've mentioned the sort of keeping touch with friends and family bit more than once already during the conversation. I, I do mm. I love the fact that you're, that you're particularly making time for it. It reminds me of that, um, you know, that rock exercise where they chuck a load of rocks into a, a pot and then they put in stones and then sand and then finally water and it's the whole thing about I think it might be in in the seven habits of highly effective people you know it's basically saying you've got to get the big stuff planned in first before you do everything else otherwise 
you know it doesn't happen and um mm -hmm. and it's those relationship things that quite often do get left if you don't you know make that effort to to, to arrange those things isn't it and uh so yeah. to, you know clearly you're doing that even you know you've mentioned it at least a couple of times and so it's obviously a, you know, a focus for you which you know which is great to hear that obviously it's working really well for you definitely so what else about keeping healthy then so you exercise you've sort of vaguely mentioned sleep um how you didn't used to have enough <laughs> um, <laughs> what about uh to now do you think about that are you um uh, you were saying Absolutely. earlier actually that you've you've come to us again via um the lovely Paula Gardner uh, and uh, <laughs> a group that you're in with her and I think Rachel McGuinness might be in the same group who um obviously mm -hmm. specializes in sleep we've uh, done a webinar with her in uh, last year and uh, it's something that's being really talked about isn't it currently so um who else uh Huffington what's her name uh, I can't think what her first name is. She's did, done a Ariana book. Huffington. Ariana, that's it. She did a book about sleep, yeah. which, you know, considering yeah, I mean, what she did, it was a bit yeah. of a change in <laughs> focus. So, Oh, my goodness. I, I, let me tell you, I love I love my food and I love my sleep. I mean, I, I if I could just stay in the bed all day long, <laughs> I could. And, you know, I think I could even be productive doing that. I, I'll tell you. Mm. But eventually I do have to get out of the bed. But it, um but sleep is just so important, especially as you, you get older. And, you know, it, when you're 22 and you've got all this energy and yeah, you can live off of caffeine and no sleep, but you know, that's not happening now. <laughs> but, and, and also you have a responsibility to others as the older you get, you know, I have a responsibility to my family. I have a responsibility to my team. I have a responsibility to, to people beyond me. And so then I have to be at my best and I have to be on top of my game. And a key part of that is making sure that I've had enough sleep, that, um, that I'm able to think straight, that I'm not going to be moody, that I'm not going to be emotional, that I'm not going to be um, in, in a position where I, I'm not going to be able to be the best for those people that are depending on me. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I take very seriously. And plus just in general well-being and health, it, it's just important. Uh, and also eating right also. I think when I think of what I used to eat, I, I mean, my goodness, I just can't even imagine that my system was able to process a lot of the gunk that I would put <laughs> into my body. So, and now it's about, you know, definitely like looking at the labels, you know, being more aware of, of what I'm eating, um, making sure that I'm having enough vegetables, making sure that I'm drinking enough water, making sure that I'm, that I spend enough time also cooking my own food and knowing what I'm putting in it and, you know, versus just ordering a takeaway or popping something in the microwave. So it's, it's definitely a, quite a few different things to make sure that you're putting the right things in your body, that you're getting enough sleep and that you're surrounding yourself with the people that give you the energy and, and the positivity to, to, to accomplish the things that you want to have done in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So just sort of going a little bit off piste from the questions that I sent, <laughs> your um, yeah. your um, business is you've, you've talked about well-being as, as we've been, uh, mm. you know, perhaps before we came um, on air talking about, uh, you know, creating that well-being within organisations and that that's the service that your organisation provides can can help with that. Tell us a bit more about how important that is within 
organizations and 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 how what you do can help that oh it is you know i i think when i especially when i think back to when i worked in banking i mean you would just never leave the building mm. and <laughs> just get basic things done and a, a, a few, with walking red uh, a key client segment we have are companies where they want to bring people in to make sure that their employees, you know, if they want to have a massage, they can do it. If they want to have their nails done, if they want to uh, just have a just a session with a personal trainer or do some yoga, things like that. It, people, companies are waking up to the fact that their employees are people and their well-being is important and happy employees are more productive employees and it does contribute to the bottom line and it's also a great perk to be able to offer your employees you know what there's somebody here where if you want to use your lunch break go down get your nails done and it's better than them leaving the building having to commute having to go from here to there so and and people appreciate that Mm. um so I, it's something that I've seen a lot of growth in, especially with startups and, and just even with larger organizations within the human resource departments that are realizing you know, this would be a great thing to offer on-site to our employees and so they don't have to travel, so they don't have to worry about uh, figuring it out on their weekend with their, with, with their personal time. These are sort of basic things that we all need to have done. Yes, we need to have our hair done. We need to get a haircut. We need to you know, have a massage every once in a while. We need to work out. It's just something that keeps us healthy and productive. So I'm glad that companies are really getting that wake-up call and allowing us to come in and and offer these services to their staff. Mm -hmm. And it also, it sounds really simple, but you're giving people time back at the weekends as well because they'd normally have to use that time for that, wouldn't they? So, um, yeah. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that made me realize that this was a a service that would be of value to people because as one of those busy working professionals that I didn't have time on the weekend to go, especially living in London, where where what used to be a 15 minute taxi ride or is now 45 minutes because there's so much traffic or it's just so hard to get around. So I didn't have time to go from here to get a massage, to get my hair cut, to get my nails done, to do to do all these different things, to go work out with my trainer, to go to the gym. So to have something where it's like, can these people come to me Mm. and wherever I am and in one shot go, just get everything done so I don't have to waste commute time. I could spend more time with my family and friends. I don't have to worry about booking nine different things and going to all these different locations. And is my favorite person there? Are they not? And No. So what we offer is just convenience. And we feel like we are, we're also giving people time back to do things that they want to do. So back to sort of the outsourcing thing, people are outsourcing that burden to us. We come to them and they're able to spend more time with their family. They're able to save money in terms of the commuting from going to here to there. And they just have a, get a bit more back in their lives to just do what they want to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lovely. So, you come across as do most of my guests. In fact, probably all my guests. Otherwise, I wouldn't want them on the show. <laughs> as, somebody, <laughs> as somebody who uh, learns um, and looks to improve yourself and, and sort of develop on an ongoing basis, mm-hmm. um, you know, tell me what you do to do that. How, how do you make that happen? I think that um, one, of the, one of the key things that I always do is each – not even each, because most people do at the start of each year. No, I just, it's 
something I continually think about is, um, you know, what do I want to do this year, this month, this quarter to really work on myself and improve myself? And uh, last year, for example, it was about, you know what, I really want to work out more. I want to be in the best shape that I've ever been in. So I started doing more training sessions. I learned different types of exercise. I focused more on different types of strength training. Um, so that was a great experience. I also wanted to eat better. I wanted to eat more healthy. I wanted to cook um, more and just make sure that things that, I was, that things that I was putting into my body were as healthy as they could be. So that was a, a key thing also in terms of just my well-being. Uh, there, might, there might be things in the future where I want to learn a new language, but I think it's very important to always constantly think about what are, you know, even if it's one thing that you want to accomplish this year that's going, where you're going to learn something new, where you're going to help somebody else, um, whether it be joining a charity or helping out in some way, I think that those things are very important to do. It helps you to grow. It helps you to remain grounded because when you're learning something new, um, it could be quite humbling. I remember when I first started uh, training and, and just sort of working. I, when I think back to those humiliating experiences where I was like yelling and screaming on the gym floor in pain to now where I can handle it a little bit more and I'm not screaming as much. And <laughs> I'm really <laughs> proud of sort of the, the progress that I've made. So I think that it's a great way of just sort of keeping you humble too. Mm. And, and making you realize, you know, everybody has a start from somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what about um, doing stuff on a regular basis? You, you've already given me some hints that there must be habits and routines and rituals going on to, to sort of keep this mm. stuff happening. You've already talked about uh, your gratitude uh, work and so on. What, what are you doing on a regular basis to keep that sort of momentum going and, and, and get this stuff happening regularly? What do I do on a regular basis? Each morning I, I sit with my journal. That's the first thing I do when I do my gratitude list. And I sit down and I plan out what my three things are. And that's sort of my promise to myself that I'm going to do that at the beginning of the day and at the end of each day. So the, the journal, it's like pretty much by my bedpost every single mm -hmm. night. So it's the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do before I go to sleep. So that's a key thing. And uh, waking up in the morning, immediately eating something healthy, setting off, right? So I don't end up grabbing something completely unhealthy and chocolatey at about 9 a.m. in the morning also helps. Mm -hmm. And and just making sure that I plan throughout the week which exercise classes I'm going to do, when I'm going to go, um, planning out who I'm going to meet with for the week, friends, what time I'm going to um, have certain conversations with family or meet with family and friends. Those, if I've accomplished those things, I'm good. Mm. And those are the routine things that I continuously do because that's really my foundation, making sure that I have an understanding of the big things that I need to have done, that I've sat down and I'm grateful for all the things that I have so that I don't get into one of my moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? And this should be this. Well, you know what? you got a lot to be grateful for. So just bring it down a notch. Because you got to tell yourself that sometime. And then also making sure that I'm building in the time for loved ones and people that I want to surround myself with who know me best and who I just get such positive energy from. Mm. It's interesting. I've, I've read over the years a lot about 
sort of the gratitude uh, piece and, you know, I'd sort of teach that myself and I've never been particularly consistent. Consistency sometimes is not one of my, <laughs> one of my, <laughs> Um, I have, you know, bouts of enthusiasm and then uh, not so, and then I justify it that, you know, it's my choice. Uh, but it's interesting. There's a, a book that I read um, on recommendation by a lady called Judith Morgan, and it's called Thank and Grow Rich. So it's a play on the Think and Grow Rich mm -hmm. words. And as a result of that, she set up a group on Facebook and there's, I don't know, there's 20 of us in the group, I think. And the idea is that we post our gratitude in there every morning. Um, and it's really interesting because I, I have done it intermittently um, and I've built quite a relationship with a number of the people in the group. And I find it really nice to be in the group, even if I'm not posting. But since mm -hmm. uh, the beginning of the new year, I have posted religiously every day. Um, and I was only thinking today how... I've had, you know, you have days where, as you say, things haven't gone so well or you're feeling a bit down or whatever. And I know we're only sort of 16 days in, but I haven't had any of those moments so far this this year. And I, I feel sure it's got something to do with that, you know, consistent gratitude and, you know, that interaction with people around. It's sort of about positioning yeah. things because quite often we'll make a thing about, you know, um, uh, I don't know, I, I was at a committee meeting last night and it didn't go particularly well. And I was saying that I was grateful for the fact that I, um, you know, have had the patience to, to you know, sit through it and <laughs> and whatever. And I would never normally say that. Normally yeah. I'd just be raving about how annoying it all was. But actually, because I've had to sort of turn it into almost a tongue in cheek piece of gratitude, but it actually is, a you know, it is a positive thing to, to do. It's having an impact, I think. Definitely. I. It's so easy for us to, to have a pity party for ourselves, right? You know, you, you didn't get the promotion you wanted or, you know, the guy you liked didn't call you back or, uh, you know, somebody, you know, was really mean to you at work and or you didn't get that business deal that you thought was going to fall through. But when you sit back and you think about all the things, especially with everything that's going on in the world today, all the things that we have so much to be grateful for. It, it really, really checks you and makes you realize, you know what, I really don't have anything to complain about because there's somebody worse off than me. And that's not just lip service. I, it, I really believe and I really do it. Um, there's a woman I, I listen to quite often called Joyce Meyer. And one of the things that she says, you know what, you can either be pitiful or you can be powerful. Mm. So which one are you going to choose? And I think that when we, we sit down and we choose to have our pity party for ourselves, it, it's not good. It's not going to get us anywhere. You're not in a position of power because you're not positive and you're not going to move forth doing the things that you've got to do and you've got to get done. So I, I always think back to that. Do I want to be pitiful or do I want to be powerful? Yeah. And I know which one I'm choosing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to adopt that one. Thank you. <laughs> so, Thanks, on that, me. <laughs> so, so on that theme, what about if things don't go right? What about if it is one of those days where it's just all gone wrong? What, what do you do to, to get through it? <laughs> always. Well, usually I call one of my services for walking around. <laughs> Because I'll need a massage, I'll get my hair done, I'll get my nails done or something, or, you know, go work out. But uh, but it, that is really what I do. I, I do something for myself to just yeah. pick myself back up. I go back to my gratitude list. Yeah. You have to because there's, so, there's, there, I, there's no reason. There's so much going on in the world. There's people who, you know, have real issues to deal with. So 
you know, when I think, when I start to have those moments where it's, you start to feel bad for yourself, it's like, no, really? Stop. It, it's, it's self-indulgent. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to get you where you need to be. So, but, but one of the things that I do is I do something for myself to treat myself. I think everybody should. Yes. Yeah. No, good. I like that one. Okay. So last question on a day when you end the day, knowing that you've had the chance to live more. And by that, I mean to do the stuff that you really want to do. So not the stuff that you have to do or should do or whatever. What have you done? What does that day look like? It'll probably involve some of your services again. <laughs> Get oh involved. my God. Get that's a beautiful <laughs> day. Let me tell you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what usually involves waking up, going for a run and then sitting down at a nice cafe uh, having some coffee and just watching the world go by. I love, one of my favorite things to do is just to sit al fresco and just watch the world go by. I love being one of those people that, you know, up that that's in Waitrose at 10 a.m. in the morning because I don't have to be in a meeting or anything. So that's sort of like a, it's having a sort of a very relaxed type of a morning. Um, and just getting my thoughts together about what I really want to do and what I really want to accomplish. Then it's definitely finding some time uh, where I'm going to be able to do some yoga or, or just get involved in doing some sort of training. Uh, that's something that's quite critical and it, it keeps me grounded. Also, another key part of what I would be doing is meeting up with friends and being around in a, in a great environment, a great place where I'm just surrounded by somebody who's my champion, who is, who's, you know, cheering for Team Cecilia and who I'm just having a great catch up with and, and talking with and just um, really enjoying their friendship. Mm. So that is a perfect day. And of course, um, taking uh, Norman, the sausage dog, the most important person in my life, um, <laughs> along and just out for a walk. So it, it would be those things, really. Yeah. Um, but it's all yeah. very relaxed and just spending time with loved ones, but also having that time for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. You've painted a lovely picture. I'm thinking, oh, I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a dog, but, you know, I can do that. <laughs> I'll let you borrow Norman anytime yeah. you want. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. It's been so good talking to you, Cecilia. It's um, it's just been we've just covered so much and some some yeah. great ideas and tips and and strategies in there. So tell people how can they how they can find out more about you, how they can connect with you. Great. Yeah. Well, you can definitely find me on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, my handle is I M. Cecilia Harvey, C-E-C-I-L-I-A, Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y. No, um, just the I and the M. Mm-hmm. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And also definitely go to our website, www.walkingred.com, uh, because I'm there pretty much 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, so that's definitely the, the way people can find me. And I love hearing from people. Um, so definitely reach out. Brilliant. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash, in this case, 51. And the website is the place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience, your power to live more. And that's do more of what you want to do.
An easy way to do that is to have a look at my course, which is how to simplify your life and get to do more of what you want. And if you go to engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash simplify, then you can have a look at what's covered in that course and sign up to do that uh, independently if you'd like to do that with some support through the um the, the, the lessons from me. Uh, if you've got questions or comments, then I do go in regularly and respond. But if you'd like to talk to me about working more directly with me on a one-to-one basis, then please do just get in touch with me. If you email joe at joedodds.com, then we can get together and have a chat and uh, see how I can help you. So again, the show notes for this show are at engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash 51. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.